Hello and welcome to Open Room Talks, a podcast which draws on open room events experiencing connecting people to bring you quality discussions between industry experts, innovative suppliers, and high-powered end-users on pertinent issues in a variety of sectors. I am Kiana Sapp, and joining me today for episode nine of Open Room Talks, I have Jason LaBelle and Glenn Frazier. Jason is the co-founder of Swift IQ, now known as PDI Insights Cloud, following the company's acquisition by PDI in January of 2020. Prior to founding Swift IQ, Jason was a director of investment banking for Duff and Phelps LLC. PDI Insights Cloud is a leading convenience analytics platform, enabling both large and independent retailers and their vendors to measure, share, and enrich highly granular basket-level transactions and other retail insights. Insights Cloud makes retail analytics easy and fast through high-scale automation and artificial intelligence to optimize store-level execution, category management, promotions, merchandising, and pricing. Insights Cloud analyzes over $100 billion worth of point-of-sale data, serving retailers and leading brands like Anheuser-Busch, Coca-Cola, Kraft, Hershey, Mars Wrigley, Dr. Pepper, and others. Glenn is Director of Category Management U.S. Convenience at the Hershey Company. He has spent 27 years with the company and has held numerous roles within the sales organization. He now has the opportunity to lead a large category management team responsible for driving growth strategies with the Hershey Company's retailer partners in the U.S. convenience class of trade. The team's primary responsibility is to become the indispensable consultative partner for their retail partners. The role includes developing a team of experts in the pervasive application of insights to drive category growth, streamlining tactical work to deliver customer strategy effectively, and strengthening his team's analytical skills and presentation storylining. Thank you both so much for joining me today. You're welcome. Thank you. Jason, first of all, many congratulations on the recent partnership with PDI. Why don't you kick us off by explaining to our listeners what PDI Insights Cloud is precisely and what it can offer to convenience retailers? Sure. So PDI Insights Cloud is a suite of insight automation that collects retailers' receipt-level transaction and loyalty data their product information, store metadata, and other retail data, aggregates and combines all that, and then enables a web-based interface for users to not only explore data immediately from a chain-wide insight down to a single item performance on a single hour of a day, but allows for guided insights that helps a retailer or supplier understand trip and basket spend drivers, promotions, assortment, affinities, day parts, and other critical measures to drive their business. Uh, Users also have the ability to seamlessly share or schedule these insights in order to create efficiencies for day-to-day and complex decision support. So automating the data coming in, automating the dissemination of the insights going out. And we really started this company when Amazon got into grocery back in 2014 in response to helping retailers create automation around the most valuable data set. And we've been lucky to partner with Hershey over the last year. Um, And on that note, I'd love, Glenn, maybe you can talk a little bit about the impact of COVID-19 on your business. Yes, certainly, Jason. I I will tell you, it has been a uh, tumultuous couple of months. And one of the things is the Hershey Company being one of the largest global suppliers of confectionery product, and we have the leading market share here in the U.S. 
data and insights have been critical to our operations. But I will say just, I'd like to just take a moment to speak about the culture of our company. You know, together we've really uh, unified in strength and we're working together. And it's been incredible teamwork working across our company from a manufacturing, supply chain, human resources, sales, category management. And, and really it's a part of the DNA for our culture. We've evolved from a confectionery company and we've become much more insights driven. And I will tell you at the heart of everything that we do is to be analytics driven. And I'll speak to uh, how that has happened, but I can't help but to just talk about how our company has responded. Um, we've donated millions of dollars to lo local charities, but also to hospitals. We're actually in the process of producing masks for our employees, so the safe and health and well-being of our employees. We've offered resources, not only financial support, but we've also made sure that we've offered mental support and emotional support for our employees during this time frame. Our office is still closed. However, we are in the process of reopening it as states reopen, and we continue to monitor the progress of the virus in terms of where it is. And we've been tracking a lot of different data points. But I will say you know, I'm just incredibly impressed with how our manufacturing and retail teams and mainly our corporate office have really been supporting everybody during this crisis. So, hey, Jason, I, you know, I know uh, we've been partnering for about a year. Can, can you talk a little about this PDI Insights pod? How is this platform different from existing solutions in terms of the data? Sure. The most unique aspect of the PDI Insights cloud are kind of twofold. One, the ability to automate lots of these processes, uh, collecting the data, disseminating the data, generating insights from the data. But really the most critical is the unparalleled level of granularity and flexibility the system is capable of handling. We can process billions of records in seconds. So, you know, retailers that are single store chains, 20 stores, all the way up to 10,000 store chains can now have the power of immediate insights. And that really gives the client the ability to realize their most critical data source, which is their transaction data. This data could not be processed a few years ago because premise systems and on-premise data warehouses couldn't handle the scale. But with the evolution of cloud, uh, all that data can now be you know, processed in a matter of seconds. So T-log data, just to be clear, is different from basic sales or syndicated data in that it has three core valuable elements that are enhanced from the basic sales data. First, basket level. Right, A user can identify what is driving trips to the store or the category and how many incremental dollars each item, brand, or category drive. For example, if I run a you know, two-for promotion on energy drinks, call it two drinks for $3 when one would have been $2, you know, I can see not only the take rate of the two-for, but I can see did the promotion increase the category spend and if shoppers ended up spending more overall at the store when they bought the energy uh, what else they bought, you know, which candy brand, right, for Hershey, you know, what I want to pair with this. When did they buy it? What time of the day? What day of the week? So I can optimize my media spend. And all those different insights help you optimize promotion and assortment strategy for store level profitability. And you can really drive insights that aren't uncovered just looking at revenue and unit sales. 
And given that 50% of Camille's sales are impulse driven, it's critical to understand how to drive an additional trip or how to drive an additional basket spend. Second, the receipts have loyalty data for retailers that, that have a shopper card. And so we can measure trial versus repeat, source of volume, and the value of different customers or customer segments, which helps drive towards one-to-one personalization, unique pricing per offers. Uh, and then third, the timestamp. So each receipt obviously has to the second when that transaction was processed. We can now understand when something happened. And that helps us think through when should we schedule deliveries? How much labor do we need in the stores? What different items are going to sell at different times to help us manage out of stocks? And even basic operations to a store manager, like when do you fill this specific pack size of beer versus this candy item versus this food service item, all the way down to a specific hour in the day? And I know you've been using the tool for a year. I'd love to hear more, you know, what are the benefits that Hershey's realized? And maybe you can talk through what kind of value the, the suppliers get out of the platform. Yeah, thank you, Jason. I will say the use of your platform has allowed us to look at data that we haven't necessarily been able to see before in the convenience channel and specifically day part. So we have a mobile customer insight center. Uh, this is a tractor trailer that we've been able to take insights around the United States and talk to our key partners about these category opportunities. And one of the ones that is a pretty well-developed opportunity that's actually, we learned it from the UK, is the meal bundle solution. So being able to see how the confectionery category interacts with meal solutions and how the consumer is increasing um, baskets and the size of that baskets has been very valuable and it's enabling us to update the insights as we talk to our retail partners about you know, how do they continue to maximize the growth opportunities. Food service prior to the pandemic has been a significant boom and a profit generator for many convenience operators. Unfortunately, a lot of them have taken down or had to pivot and shift pretty quickly during this time frame and adopt it. But as the states here reopen in the United States, we're certainly going to be partnering with our customers and using your data to leverage what is going on with the consumer in the various day parts. And I know we've spent the past couple of weeks on calls where we've noticed the morning day part has, has significantly dropped off. And that's mainly due to what I would attribute probably 35% of the workforce working from home as they were deemed the non-essential employees and really were asked to work from home to prevent the spread of the virus. Jason, so I know that we've certainly talked a lot about the benefits of CPG, but what, what benefits are you seeing with convenience retailers? How are they using this data throughout the uh, pandemic? Yeah, sure. So the, the retailers, more so than the suppliers, are traditionally under-resourced on their analytics, data science, and engineering teams, they've got to do a lot more with less. So the benefits for the retailers uh, are many. The highest value ones are you know, being able to drive all that automation and efficiency because you might have one or two category managers representing you know, hundreds of stores, and the smaller chains might have an owner-operator managing you know, five stores, 10 stores, 20 stores. So they don't have a lot of time and they need to be able to make 
smart decisions. And our platform helps facilitate a lot of efficiency so that they can really understand the why better regarding trip and basket drivers, which ultimately drive EBITDA. The second is that we have a unique managed service for the vendor collaboration, allowing these retailers to automate data sharing to key suppliers like the Hershey Company to gain better promotion recommendations, access more in-store and digital funding, and really leverage those core insights of the partners. Hershey obviously knows candy better than anyone. And if I'm a retailer, I would love to tap into that insights. And the only way I can really do that and make it super relevant to my business is to be able to share granular data about my performance. As we know, not all retailers are equal. So Glenn, why are the accurate and timely data insights so important? How do you use this information to react fast? You're getting daily data almost in near real time. What do you do to react fast to market changes and offer that collaboration with the retailers? Yeah, I will tell you, this data has been invaluable throughout the pandemic. And um, you know, with the number of conference calls as we shifted, uh, corporate shifted a lot of to work from home and just figuring out how to uh, collaborate with our retail partners specifically for convenience. While deemed essential, we saw significant trip loss. And a lot of that is coming through in our partnership as we discuss the, the trends in the trips and more even specifically fuel how many people are not driving around. But I will tell you from an internal forecasting perspective, we had to pivot pretty quickly across all classes of trade to better understand the dynamics and pack size shifts and I'm actually very pleased to report one as, with a company with more than 16,000 people and employees. We've had less than 16, or excuse me, less than 17 COVID cases across our company. Uh, and that is a lot to be said for the safe and health and well being that we've provided for our employees. But more importantly, for our customers, over a 98% case fill rate. And then the Hershey company during this time frame has managed to pick up three market share points during the COVID timeframe. And I will say a lot of that has to do with how we're working as an organization, sharing information, sharing the insights, sharing the consumer behavior shifts that we've seen in the various pack sizes within the channel to make sure that we're able to produce the right product at the right time and meet the needs of our customers. So, hey, I know historical analysis really can't cope with unprecedented times and rapid changing uh, consumer behavior. Whatever will happen with retailers, you know, what have they been using your services for from an inventory perspective? And you know, how do you think this can help them in the future? First off, congratulations on the SharePoint gains. That's uh, truly remarkable. Uh, so everything that we are seeing throughout the data, um, you know, PDI works with over 200,000 sites globally. And what we're seeing that's happened in the last three months has been incredibly unique and very different to prior C-store shopper behavior. So if you're running your business based on history, you would have been missing out, which makes the case for real-time basket insights. Immediately, back in March, uh, when at least the United States went to shut down or shelter-in-place mode, we saw immediate stock up, water alcohol across beer, wine, spirits, and cigarettes with a shift even to larger pack sizes. Retailers couldn't keep large pack size water uh, in stock. They were just flying off the shelves. And we also saw a shift in even small categories that 
retailers may not pay much attention to, like frozen food quickly uh, grew fast as, you know, food items like roller grill, that nacho bar, a lot of that food that you have to order in tots was completely restricted from being sold. And as certain items were out of stock or lines were getting really long at grocery stores, a lot of customers moved to the convenient nature of the the C-store trip. So we saw some of those items selling. We saw trips bottom out pretty quickly in April, down 30%. But what was most unique is we saw the basket spend growing 20% year over year. So once the trip data returned slightly, revenue actually over the last four weeks, each week has improved year over year versus the prior year because the average basket size has been so high due to the really strong performance of beer, liquor, cigarettes, and other tobacco. And you know, unfortunately, the morning weekday day part, that Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., that traditionally is the strongest day part for a convenience retailer. That was hit hard. So uh, all those shoppers that love getting their Kit Kat with coffee, uh, those trips really declined the hardest. Uh, and that was a big challenge for retailers. So having this real-time data, you would want to invest that working capital in that space into the trends that are driving growth because shoppers were flocking, especially in alcohol, as restaurants and bars were shut down. The, the best place to get those products, beer, wine, spirits, and tobacco were in the convenience stores. So those behaviors really changed quickly. A lot of retailers stopped running promotions to take advantage of some of those, you know, trying to increase their basket size per trip and really focused on the core missions that were occurring in this time. And as states began to open down in the Southeast, we saw an immediate growth in packaged beverage and candy, which were initially impacted significantly. Uh, we've seen that areas of the store like food service continue to remain challenged. And so having these real insights allows you to adjust your strategy for these behaviors. And you know we saw a lot of shoppers flight back to brands that they recognize like Hershey, like Bud Light, things that, that are traditional staples that a consumer is familiar with. Yeah, that's a great point, Jason. I know uh, specifically within our business, we saw some pretty dramatic shifts. We do play within the gum and mint segment and with more people working from home. Those were two segments that really dropped pretty significantly. And we're starting to see those recover as states open up. But there's also a psychological benefit to chocolate, and we've seen that become the number one quarantine snack during this time frame. So chocolate has really surged in all of our outlets. And for us here in the U.S., backyard barbecues continue to be a very robust season for us. And uh, more people, as they shelter in place and continue to do so, even as the states open up, are buying milk chocolate six packs here in the U.S. and and they're still getting together and doing things as a family unit. But uh, yeah, things have certainly changed. Yeah, Chicago's a little late to the game on weather. So we just started being able to hang out outside late night. And yeah, the kids have loved their s'mores with their Hershey chocolate. <laughs> I know that's not an occasion that uh, is pretty prominent globally. So for those folks that are out there, Try using a Hershey bar, a graham cracker, and a marshmallow. It certainly is a delicious treat uh, to participate in. And you can do it in the microwave. You don't have to have a backyard barbecue or a fireplace to do it. <laughs> and so, Glenn, as we come out of the peak here of uh, the pandemic, why is the real-time data going to be relevant? And 
getting back to normal might never happen. So how are you going to kind of take this real-time data and, you know, not only weather any crisis, but use it to collaborate with your clients to improve your business? I, I will tell you, it's become even more important, especially now that market share growth that I spoke to. We've got a lot of retailers that lean into us for guidance. As you had mentioned, uh, they don't necessarily have the staff that that we have at the Hershey Company to be able to provide these insights. There has been a financial impact, specifically within the convenience class, class of trade. I mean, on conversations that we've had, we saw oil go negative. And as these states start moving and people are consuming more gas, we, we do believe that the convenience stores are going to have a very good summer here in the U.S. And we're going to need those data and insights to continue to collaborate with our retailers uh, to help them recover financially from the hardship that they've experienced over the past two months. And, and I, I will say I couldn't be prouder of the U.S. convenience retailers here in the U.S., Again, they've, they've committed and donated offering meal solutions to children that, you know, many schools, if not all of the schools in the U.S. have been closed. So for those families that were in need, they were really supporting their local communities. And, you know, there, there's been so many of them, and I'm just so proud of what these retailers have done to support their communities. So we're going to continue to support them with real-time data and insights. and. Uh, help them get back and drive profitable sales. Uh, we're still seeing, as you had mentioned, the basket sizes increase. And um, you know we'll be there to help them with solutions to get food service back as, as many of them had to pivot pretty quickly. I will tell you, this is the most dramatic change that I've seen retail evolve within the course of three months, with just installing sneeze guards, social distancing tape, really trying to help protect their employees and provide benefits to make sure that they're working in a safe environment. But, you know, I couldn't be uh, happier with how, how my team, the, the analyst community teams, continue to partner with our retailers. And, yeah, the, the future is uncertain. We've been doing a lot virtually, and uh, we've been having a lot of success. It's very difficult to share samples and uh, over the phone in meetings, so we'll work to figure that one out. But we certainly have a robust uh, product portfolio as we continue to help them uh, drive sales with their with their consumer and their shopper. Well, Jason, Glenn, I thank you both very much for that discussion of the power of data insights in driving sales of CPGs for convenience retailers. There's certainly plenty in there for our listeners to consider. Before you go, I would like to ask both of you a couple of quick fire questions which we ask all of our guests on this show. The first one is what is the best piece of advice that you've ever received? Glenn, perhaps we could start with you. So I, I actually had this from a previous manager, and uh, he mentioned me there's two ways to do things, right and twice. We don't have time to do things <laughs> twice, so make sure you do it right the first time. Brilliant. I love that. Thank you. And Jason, what about you? Uh, I used to be an investment banker, and one of the CEOs uh, of a company I sold told me when I was, uh, I think, two years out of college, he said to me, make yourself invaluable so you cannot be replaced, and then make yourself replaceable so that you can scale. That is great. Thanks a lot. And I'm also going to ask each of you for a book recommendation. Glenn, what can you recommend to our listeners? Yeah, so Jason, off of that investment, I, I will say one of the 
books that I read recently that I really enjoyed was The Warren Buffett Way. I know it's uh, certainly turbulent times across the globe and having that right investment strategy to protect your, your family and your well-being certainly comes to mind during these turbulent times. Yes, I'm sure Mr. Buffett considers this an incredible opportunity despite the uh, crisis. And Jason, what have you got for us? Uh, I've got two. I love the book Growth Mindset by Carol Dweck. Uh, really talks about the psychology of staying positive and continue learning. And, you know, to escape the, uh, the news cycle, uh, I got lost in the Don Wilson trilogy, The Cartel, which was a fascinating recap of cartel operations in, in the U.S.-Mexican relationships around uh, the drug trade. Well, I thank you both once again for that discussion. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Have yourself a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank, thank you very much. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Glenn. Thank you for tuning in to Open Room Talks. We hope that you've enjoyed the episode. For inquiries, please feel free to get in touch via email on hello at openroomevents.com. For details on future episodes, please follow us on LinkedIn or visit openroomevents.com. Until next time.